Todd Farmer is back. Now, boneheads, I want you to listen or watch or whatever because I want you to pay real attention. This is his third time. And I have a question for you, Mr. Farmer. And then I have a follow-up question. So go ahead, mm-hmm. Joe. Uh, masochist? No, not at all. I'm from Kentucky. Well, yeah, there's several people from Kentucky, but they don't. Yeah, and but we've they're had not few... smart. <laughs> but we've had a few of them on the show, and they haven't come back for a third time. I'll... Jeff Reddick was an absolute joy to us, but he has he not. Is. He has not reached out for the second and third time. Well, I mean, he's not as southern as I am. No, that's not true. He is very southern. Oh, dude, <laughs> he is. He is from Jackson, he's, Kentucky. He is more southern than I am, actually. As it turns out, he's no, no. I was. He's raised literally forty-five minutes from the holler I was raised in. Oh, he's a, yeah. He's Jeffrey Reddick is where he's from. I will. No, he's you, next time you're in Kentucky, we will take a ride, which you're in Kentucky all the time. We definitely should do that. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. It really um, would. <laughs> In fact, it would be great if we did a video diary and we could start in Benton, which is all the way in Western Kentucky. And that's where you're from. Correct. That is true. Yes. Not, I'm not from Marshall County. I'm from Benton. You're from Benton, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that last time. Yeah. Yeah. We're really, we're really from there to say what County they're from. Not right. Right. So we'll drive all the way from Marshall County to I shit, I forgot where Jackson's actually at, which county. It's Breathitt County. Then we can go to Leslie County, which is where I'm from. But nobody really cares about that because you you other two fuckers are famous. Well, the, I mean, look, we can drive across the whole state in a couple hours. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, it's and we can stop in Waddy. Hours. It's been a while since in, you've been yeah. here. I know it has been. And we can stop in my area, Waddy, and eat at the Denny's. <laughs> Formerly a Chinese oh, yeah. buffet. <laughs> totally oh. do that. <laughs> you, and by the way, we love having you back on the show. But you gave but you're us confused. Well, wow. I Chad Chad has another question. Then well, yeah, I'll follow I, I, up. And, and this is a serious follow up question because I, I want to know how you feel about this, Todd. Joe, uh, we've known each other what a little over twenty years. And James, uh, actually, it's over twenty. Yeah, we've, yeah, it's over we've twenty. Been friends over twenty years. Yeah, and James, we, I've known over fifteen years. Not once, not one single time, have, we ever have I ever you? seen their bare ass. I saw yours three times in the span of a month. <laughs> I mean, and then wait, wait till you see the movies. <laughs> good one. That's a good comeback. Very sharp. And by the way, I am pretty sure he has seen my bare ass more than once. I've, I've seen the upper tramp stamp crack area. <laughs> like the coin slot. Yeah, I've, 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 seen, I've seen Santa's hidey hole. He saw the the butterfly right above my little butterfly tram stamp. Be funny if that was actually true. Not not the H.G. Wells area. (laughs) (laughs) Journey to the center of Joe. Boy, that is one looking. That is not. That is not a cool looking dude in that picture. Oh my God, he still has the mustache. Todd. Yeah, young Ron Jeremy. Young Ron Jeremy's joined us today. He's got his got his Jeff Lynn glasses on. Hey, hey, James, when we're yeah. done, we can take that shirt and go have a picnic on it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to audition for uh, like a, a replacement. Any minute now, Al you're going to sell me some paper towels. I'm yeah. trying to replace Al Borland in any future home improvement reboots. We can get hey, some of that fried chicken out of his mustache. Just a month ago, I did a convention where Richard Karn and I were on. We, we, I did his panel twice. He decided to do two panels. FYI, I don't know if I told the other two boneheads this or not. And he's a fine upstate. Well, he's nice to me. Well, but he fine. actually does dress like he does. On that's the, fine. On- I will undersell him to replace him, though. That's my point. Joe. Well, I think I the can't. show's over. With. I think it's done. Well, no, I know. Well, I I don't know. I mean, eventually, if 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 uh, if uh, Disney Plus has proven nothing else, it's they're going to reboot everything. We've got the Doogie Howser remake now. I mean, we're good. We're going to keep. We're going to keep remaking stuff. Well, I was about to ask Todd a very important. Well, I was about to make a statement. You sent me one of the best compliments we've ever gotten on here. And you said, you guys, I've went back and rewatched. You didn't say, listen, you said rewatch some episodes. And you guys are really smart. You just sound stupid. Now, I wish it just ended (laughs) there. I wish I was telling someone the other day, I actually posted it on online on social media. And I was like, 
if it'd been me, it would have just ended there. You guys are really smart. You just sound stupid. <laughs> but you went on to talk about because Southern accents. <laughs> yes. And we all... I thought it would be fun for us to talk about that because it, when I first moved out here, I was the Southern accent. And, I, and there's not many of us out here. A lot of the guys who are fr- like Jeffrey, we mentioned earlier, Jeff he still has his accent. But uh, a little most, bit, not as much a little as bit. you do, Todd. Not as much, but, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just no, saying no, no, I, when I, I talk to you, I hear it quicker than I do Jeff, but I'm around it every yeah. day too. But I, uh, but a lot of people who are from there don't don't necessarily keep the accents; they let them go. Right, and it, it you know, it, it can naturally go away if you allow it. I just never allowed it. I, I've I, so for this is an interesting topic, and I'd like to talk about it for a minute. So, Chad and I, both of our degrees are in broadcasting. And Chad worked in broadcasting for a while behind the scenes, but I never really have. But I've tried teaching communication. I've taught 15, 16 years. James has taught for 10, 15 years as well. And I've tried to enunciate, tried to, you know, to be more, try to do better. But at the same time, there, no matter what I do, and you're talking about it going away. So if I'm back in the holler, I sound like I'm out of New York City to those folks but anywhere else i sound like i'm out of the hall and there's certain words no matter what i do that i i just butcher like cooler i will put 14 o's in cooler yeah yeah for me library i say library library any word that ends any word that ends in ed i mean dead serious yeah there's a there's a bunch of stuff like my mom used to say hanger she would pronounce the G at the end. I mean, it's just everybody, the South is very, I think the biggest issue is that there is certainly in TV and movies, the South was always portrayed as dumb, unintelligent. So you hear this accent, even in today's world where, you know, you have intellectual Southerners on television and in the movies, that stereotype is still there. And so, you know, why and it's not just southern i'm going to break this down a little if you know they have the nice love so if they sound like tennessee weeds or something like that then it's much more forgiving than they sound like we do from a hall or you know true but it's still but to anyone who is california new york it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you got that that georgian accent you're still going to be considered uh less intelligent than someone from new york city so why on earth do people want to sleep with people with Scottish accents, Australian accents, and us, they just put them into one big stereotyped box that says idiot? Because, I, because the stereotype is that we are dumb. The stereotype isn't that Australians are dumb. The stereotype isn't that the Brits are, are dumb. They, we have that. I think it probably starts with the Civil War. Because yeah. we 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 lost, and yeah. you know, and the reason for fighting it in the first place was not a very intelligent reason. So all Real in quick. all, yeah. Real quick, spoiler alert: we lost. Sorry, I, I oh yeah, yeah, we sure. definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make. There's some people out there that still aren't sure. Yeah, that, so I'm I so pissed. I, I was I was a quarter <laughs> of the way through the North and South miniseries. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> Patrick uh, Swayze doesn't make it out either, Chad. No, what? he does not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even you don't Man, even want to watch yeah north and south killed him off mash killed him off god killed him off <laughs> oh. you don't even you don't even want to watch glory and see what they did to matthew broderick because oh ferris bueller, ferris bueller yeah. don't make it neither ferris, yeah. uh, ferris bueller morgan freeman or denzel Not as long as lincoln's there. okay right oh don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't tell us just like are you gonna retcon well, this tarantino history <laughs> actually to the to the point of the my mother actually has always loved the beverly hillbillies because it's an exception to that in a weird way like they are not portrayed as intelligent but they always come out on top yeah but that's like the, that's like the dukes of hazard so it's the same situation they're they're not i mean the dukes of hazard weren't that takes the step further because they weren't portrayed unintelligent they were actually much more intelligent than everyone around them but they're also they're not fighting New Yorkers. They're fighting other idiots. Yeah. They're fighting yeah. other other rednecks. Simpletons, but, really. Um, I mean, people yeah. played as a child. So before we go... And, in, 
Go ahead. I was just going to go back and sorry about talking. I'm going to go back into pop culture real quick because you mentioned Dukes of Hazard. What you also got to think is, you know, before 1970, uh, probably 1971, for a solid 10 years there, every sitcom on television was the country stereotype. You, I mean, you had every single one of them. Well, every I mean, single probably, sitcom on CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when did it start? I mean, did it start with No Time for Sergeants? Because that's certainly the earliest one I remember. And, you know, and he played a very Southern buffoon. And that, I think that I, could, I can't prove that. I don't know this for certain, but I assume Andy Griffith show came out of that because the first season of Andy Griffith, he played that same, basically yeah. the same character. He got much smarter as the series went along and Barney. So sort of took over as the buffoon and then later Gomer Pyle. But that, that's an excellent point. But a lot of it comes from Andy Griffith's humor though, that even before no time for sergeants, because he was a stand-up comedian and a funny thing about right. Andy Griffith, there's a movie people forget where he's absolutely brilliant in it and it forecasted everything that we see and i don't want to get too political on this but a face in the crowd a lot of Kaz- yeah. you know, kazan's which is a very crowd. different character than anything that he had i think he since played i don't think he ever, ever played anything like it before or since correct he's a villain he's he is kind of tr- well if trump was a bumpkin yeah a trumpkin if you will you're right, but it, I mean, if social media had existed, that's the way he would have. Instead, he used television. And if you've never seen it, if you're listening to us, a face in the crowd, and you're going to watch and go, "Holy shit!" Like it's 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 if you grew up on Andy Griffith as I did, and then you go back and watch that, it's yeah. hard to watch because it's disturbing to watch because you're this guy that you beloved growing up who wouldn't carry a gun is just insane. Insane, absolutely. Do, do a nice it. double feature of a face in the crowd and the intruder. Just, just clear your schedule. With Shatner, a nice, yeah, nice double feature. Uh, just ruin everything about your childhood in one quick swing. Do you mean astronaut William Shatner? Yes, yeah, yeah I, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, l- talk about a late blooming career. Hadn't done anything for ninety years. Now he finally did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so suited. Not to, not but, to, I mean, this is a cliche joke, but that thing really does look like a giant dick. No, I mean, the, the actual rocket. Sorry, go, Todd. Go. I don't oh, even know what's stuck like, in my head. I was like, no, I don't have anything See, in here. I just looks like a dick. Up. I fucked it up. Well, actually, what you don't know is Joe has a certain deformity, and nobody's ever told him what a normal one looks like. So it could be, it could be anything. All you got to do is stand up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> But if and I do can, that, the blood will ro- will go to my legs, and then what will I do? You, we, we, we will judge you. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, I am standing up, so I can't go any higher than this. But you do have a cool shirt on. So I what have, were you? I have to, yep. Go ahead. What were you going no, to no, say? You go. No, I you. I, inter- I interrupted you. Well, we're talking about Shatner, but but we're uh, Andy Griffith. You're. So out of Andy Griffith, a lot of those, oh, what was his name? Sherman or whatever produced a lot of those, like Petticoat Junction. Petticoat Junction, all of those. We had Green Acres come from Petticoat Junction. We had the Beverly Hillbillies. What else did we have? I think, and I'm almost positive this is all on CBS. Green Acres. I said Green Acres. Green Acres. Well, it is the place for me. (laughs) Farm, sorry. (laughs) And all of these people are Southern. But mm-hmm. what, what do you think, by the way, and speaking of Beverly Hillbillies, yep. Petticoat Junction, all of the, or I mean, Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres got replayed a lot. Mm-hmm. T, uh, Nick at Night, um, TV Lane, all that. Petticoat Junction never got much airtime that I'm aware of, unless somebody knows of a secret channel where it aired a lot. I, well, I remember, it, yeah. I think it did back in the day before Nick at Night. Like, you know, I'd come home from school and all those shows would be on. And at night, all of those shows would be on. Uh, the other one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it, it, it branched out of the Carol Burnett show. It was characters that they played on Carol Burnett and um, Mama's Family. Mama's Family. Mama's Family. And, you know, a, a lot of those shows. But then I was trying to think, you know, you, you look at a lot of times there would be that one Southern character. Barney Miller comes to mind, but the, I don't think there was a Southern character on but Barney Miller. Oh, um, Barney Miller, one of the, maybe the best cop show ever made. Oh, it's, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I do too. But, you know, a lot of times it would be one of those things where you would have that Southern character on the show and that Southern character would be portrayed as 
an idiot or the idiot that like the Beverly Hillbillies or like the Dukes of Hazard that tends to overcome against the odds of, it, of his or her own intelligence. Because they have thereof. a good heart and they're honest. Good heart, yeah. And they're honest. But, you know, honest country folk, Todd. And because I've believe, so many of them. And I believe at the end of the day, that's why uh, young young women and uh and 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 gorgeous gay men would rather have sex with australians and, and brits than the mm-hmm. kentuckians well i can't get either so <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the other thing speaking of the new york thing it does seem like that's the automatic if you're making something and you need to have animosity you can just pick somebody country and somebody from new york and that automatically new york yeah. city it's very let's not go rural new york new york because I think it's not a great film by any um, means, but the film Squirm has an entire thing where worms start attacking people. And of course, the country bumpkins line is those worms must be from New York City. I don't think I've seen that. I've never seen it. I wouldn't rush for that. It's basically what happens. (laughs) uh, Let me me spoiler it real quick. Uh, They drop power lines into the ground and it makes the worms start to attack humans. That's the film. Uh, So it's based on true story. Yeah, no, it's total. electric yeah. totally causes everything. Uh, if it's radiation, it makes it grow big, but electric makes it angry and makes it automatically uh, eat humans. Much like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where he was pointing, but you uh, can probably figure it out. This is why you should watch this on YouTube. Anyway, uh, Todd no. Farmer went to Chernobyl and dug himself a hole and he did things <laughs> to that hole. <laughs> There's a video. There's a video. <laughs> All right. I By do. the way, when I, Go I was going to say, when I said I was watching you guys, it's because sometimes I will watch something on YouTube and fall asleep. And then I woke up and you guys were, you know, blathering on about something. Are you YouTube. kidding me? Really? No. Just by accident? I think it's because I'm subscribed. And so after a while, it just, if you fall asleep with YouTube on, it just keeps playing. And then eventually, you and I'm hearing up. here is that we're sloppy seconds, sir. Hey. Uh, in all fairness, we don't know how long that nap was. We might be sloppy fifth or sixth. You were, you were on that day. Oh, I, I'm just glad to be at the table. I am too. <laughs> but back to the table. This is a legitimate question, and I want to go through it before we go because I want to talk about some of the movies that that people with southern accents, or at least we could probably say rural accents, are not idiots. And <clears throat> one of the questions I have is, how hard was it when you got there? to have people take you seriously when you got to Hollywood sounding the way you do. It, it actually wasn't that hard. Damn um, Dean Laurie was, Dean Laurie was from Georgia, but didn't have an accent because he'd lived in New York for a while, but he had grown up in Georgia, grew up in Conyers, which I believe is the herpes capital of the world or was at the time. Um, <laughs> what the shits? <laughs> I don't know how I knew that, but it, it, it came out in conversation. Well, you um, also were in Chernobyl. That's true. and uh the only person like i've had people comment on the the accent i hear an accent where are you from but uh the only person who ever uh sort of stopped and made fun of me was i could tell you if you don't remember do you uh, want me to tell you it was i got head of new line uh toby emmerich yeah toby i was pitching the sequel to the mask and it had time travel elements in it. Did I tell you guys this last time? No. Well, you no. told us okay. about Toby Emmerich, and then he was an asshole. But you did not yeah. tell me about time mask and about the time mask. The mask. Time mask. Time mask. Yeah, I, was, I was pitching the mask, and there had t- there were time travel elements. So it was sort of like uh, Bill and Ted. So the mask is tra- the 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 heroes are traveling with the mask through time in different Abe Lincoln and and you know yeah. and. and and Socrates and all these guys are ended up with you know with the mask just like in Bill and Ted, and um, and he stopped me and said something about just some derogatory thing about my accent, and I was doing a bunch of different accents. I was because when I do a pitch and it, the accents don't match, like I can do Russian and I can do this and I can do that, so I would pop into different accents just for different people, and um, and so anyway, he popped in to say that the southern accent was fuck your sister cute or something i can't remember what it was but what an asshole hey he was just you know i don't see that's the only negative that's the only time someone said something negative well i mean there may have been just some playful ribbing but 
over overall, no, it hasn't been a problem. In fact, I like the fact that I have the accent because it kind of made me stand out in the room. Do you um, think it hurt you in any way? Don't think so. I think there is a there is certainly a connotation that we're that you know Southerners aren't that smart, but it hasn't bothered me. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't impacted me. I mean, either I got the job because the idea was good, or because the story was good, or the script was good, or I didn't. I don't think that had anything to do with it. Hmm. But um, well, I would have not guessed that. I'm happy that that's true. But I was sitting here thinking, I was, and I guys, I can't remember anyone ever saying anything to us the whole time we've been doing Bonehead. Uh, other than maybe it was a cue the only time i mean the 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 having you know going to mississippi i hear comments about it more than i do i will obviously if i'm in kentucky everybody sounds uh or it sounds like a variation thereof but i i do my students pick up on it when i'm in which is funny because it's mississippi um and i'm not saying that mississippi you know is is odd but they have their own accent i mean it's still southern but they uh it's really i'll put it this way the uh the students have had me for a couple classes can always tell when i've been home recently because i bring it back with me more and i try to yeah i try to yeah when when i'm teaching i try to you know be like like you said joe i enunciate and i try to hit all the the things but yeah it's um the only other time that I've, i've really had an experience with it was when I did an international presentation and they were like, what part of, because not to stereotype internationally, but they all expect New York. You know, they expected a really, mm-hmm. and, and instead they got Tarn Charnet. <laughs> you know. I, you know, I got it in college and I've had it many times throughout my life, but doing the convention work and doing bonehead I rarely, because I've often thought if that was one of the things, and this has not, this, you brought this upon yourself by bringing this subject up. So I love you, but just sit here for it. I've often (laughs) thought if that was one of the things that has kept us from being more successful, because I actually, I appreciate your comment, but I was like, yeah, I think we do a fairly good job with content. And if you're into movies, then this isn't a bad show to listen or watch. And I've thought, often is it our accents that keeps us from going to that next level or are we just shit that's another good point too well we also one of the challenges i think we also have is we really don't have much of a hook i this is not to stereotype but three white guys talking about pop culture it's been done (laughs) no (laughs) when i i I don't know i I think uh um i think 1909 (laughs) started and then i just heard it myself i was like when when was Wayne. it? Wayne. <laughs> Something with well, a vowel in the middle of it. Speaking though of, of uh, country accents and, and um, oh, why am I blanking on Justified's name? The actor. Timothy Timothy Oliphant. I read an interview when he was doing it and he, his fascination. And you do not have his mustache. No, I don't. I, I barely, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing well at all. But that being said, uh, Timothy Oliphant in, in an interview between season one and season two, they ask him about, you know, what's going to change. And he goes, well, I think my, my pronunciation is getting better or more suited to the role. And they say, can you give us an example? And he goes, they say pen the same way. And he said like pen or pen. And I was like, I can't do it because I say it the same way. <laughs> like there's no difference between pen. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, anyway, but and I was like, wait a second. I feel, I, I feel a little bit attacked and you're not on Tate's Creek Road anyway. Well, so what do you think are some movies that that do a good job of not making us look stupid? I've got one example, but I want to hear you all first because my problem with my example is they're villains. Um, Garden of, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil is. Uh, did you steal? One. Did you steal it from Chad? Chad that was my. That was what. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. So I'm glad well, we I mean, agree. What I what I like about it. And it's something that Eastwood does a lot is he will bring in legitimate people from the area and just let them be themselves. Yeah. And so you get that, you get a legitimate accent, you get a legitimate judge, you get, uh, 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 I can't remember what her name was. Um, not the lead in the movie, but the movie certainly takes off. I can't remember what her name is. The trans uh, lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, she's the, she's the real character. She's the one in real life. Yeah. 
yeah, she's but she she was the person from the actual story. So I mean, it's it's interesting that they that they did that, especially with um, especially st tell a story like that with uh, Eastwood being as uh, politically conservative as he is to tell a story like that. I I, I just thought it was handled very well. Um, Mine the is first one that popped in my head. Mine is Winter's Bone. You guys remember Winter's Bone yeah. is the one that put yeah. Jennifer Lawrence on the map, but Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is from where? She's Kentucky. from Louisville. She's from, Louisville yeah. She's from Kentucky. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? The actor, John? He's the villain in it. I can't oh, uh, the guy from, oh, from, man, the guy from. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn. He's in yeah. the opening scene. He's in Lincoln. Oh, I know where you're talking about. Um, I wonder where he's from. Well, you the, guys. The, he's been in several Tarantino movies, right? Yeah, uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, Garen Hill, Garen, Garrett, Garrett, John Hawks, John Hawks, yeah, yeah. Garrett Dillon Hunt does a good act, but you're right, Garrett Dillon also does it well. Oh, um, by the way, John Hawks is from Minnesota. Well, that just shoots the shit right out of my theory. But Winter's Bone is, is complicated too, though, because I, I think, well, Joe, I believe when we watched it, we had a different response than your wife did. I don't remember her response. I just like the movie. Uh, she was oh, like, why doesn't John Hawks? Why yeah. doesn't she? Uh, I think your wife said something. Like, why doesn't she just contact the police? Like, why doesn't she just, this would all be over if she would. But that's the accurate representation yeah, that's what I mean. of it those is, folks. Yeah. You would not call the police in Eastern no, no. Kentucky. No, I, I can remember being a kid and we had, a, well, I say neighbor. It was, we didn't have real neighbors. They were about a mile away. But I can remember being outside and somebody literally came running over and said hey the the family over here the they called the cops on them. they've been shooting randomly out their windows and my dad's exact words were well, let's go in the house like he wasn't going to call anybody he wasn't the cops had already been called by somebody else he goes i'm not involved we're not getting involved in this go in the house and, and we literally went in the house watch tv for an hour and then go okay let's go back out we got work to do I had the same experience growing up across the road. I won't say their last name, but they, they were a big family, slightly more impoverished. We weren't, I was lucky we weren't in poverty, but they were slightly more impoverished. And they would get drunk on the weekends. And the one house was across the creek from the other one. They take pot shots. I remember sitting down on the porch watching them, listening to it. It was kind of like entertainment. And now there's no way I'd let my four year old do that. No way. And we never would have called the cops on them. Never would have called the cops. And if someone got shot, and I bet this is true for you too as well, Todd. If someone got shot, what was the first thing that they said if someone got murdered? I'm just curious about if back home where you grew up. I mean, we, I'm from Benton. Yeah. Anybody getting shot? Well, people did get shot in the eastern part of the state, and it was I bet they were into something. Yeah, I've heard. It that. was never, never shot. Yep, they would if they'd have been home. They never would have been shot, would they, Todd? <laughs> you just stay at the house. If they'd stayed at the house. They wouldn't have had problems. It's a different mentality. You don't call the cops. So, what are some of the other positive ones? We've got Winter's Bone. Yes, Chad. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, so, my second pick. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice um honestly it's big fish it takes place in alabama all the characters are southern but it doesn't and the reason why i say this is it doesn't really play into the fact that they're southern they have the accents they're just in that location it's not playing on anything other than the fact that they're in that in that part of the country and they have accents it's just normal people acting back and forth I would argue that that, mo that that movie is more fantasy than Southern, but I could be wrong. That is true. It, I mean, it does. I mean, it is heavily on, on the fantasy side, but, you know, it's him telling stories, you know. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a very is, Southern thing to thing do. thing to do, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, and Joe experienced this, like I have a lot of personal experience with it where it, it kind of rem reminds me of certain aspects of my yeah. Of my life and i was like it's just one of those other movies that i think if it yeah. if it captures if it captures an element of the south it it's it's done its job i've well, got I, one i'm sorry james go ahead i was just gonna say what, what where do we stand on norma ray i haven't seen it in a long time 
Has anybody seen it in a long time? It's been a long time, but I just know that that's that's one that some people point to and say, well, it's not mean to Southerners. I've got one, but it's not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very accurate in a lot of the representations. Uh, Cameron Crowe's Elizabethtown. Oh, yeah, E-Town, yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't think it's a very good movie. No, it's not, but it is very Kentucky accurate. It's Kentucky accurate. I mean, even Paula, they even brought in Paula Dean for that one to play the grandmother. And that's pretty, pretty close. So, yeah, I didn't remember that. But yeah, that's yeah, it's a very I remember when I saw it thinking it's very accurate. It's very Um, accurate of the way the people act. Now, they the characters that come in, not so accurate. And I can't imagine a lot of that. And I think that's where a lot of the movie falls apart. But the movie for the way the Kentuckians are is fairly accurate. No, I would agree. what are the ones you hate? Oh, I, I can go right off the bat. Yeah. Fire, not fire down below. Oh, hell, fire down fire? below is pretty damn bad, but yeah, fire down below. It, that is the shot in my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Fire down below is just absolutely atrocious. It, it plays on every single stereotype about the South. How about next of kin? Well, it's also better, pretty bad. It's pretty close. That's also it's shot not as, in my neck it of is, the woods. Yeah, it is not as bad as fire down below. Well, about 20 minutes of it. Have you ever seen either one of them, Todd? Yeah, seen them both. So Fire Down Below, one of the things that I they shot that when I was at uh, about 96, 97. They shot it in and around Breathitt County and Perry County, Kentucky. And what I don't like about it, I mean, it's other than it's just a shitty movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven Seagal made a couple of movies that were watchable, and that's not one of them. Yeah. No. So, the bad part about it is, is they, is the stereotypes that they did with it that aren't even accurate. Like a lot of these coal miners living in poverty, and that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. A lot of these coal miners, the reason why coal is popular is because it's a great way to make a really damn good living without going to any kind of school for the most part. Yeah. Well, they I, never I, I, get that right. They're like having them living in a shack. And I was like, no, the coal dude down, and this was in the 90s, is making 80 grand. In Eastern Kentucky. Well, I was say, but you think part of the problem is it's easy to take. I mean, in a lot of people's mind, coal still exists in coal towns, right? And coal towns were centers of poverty where the company controlled everything. At one point. And that, that's it. But I mean, it, so it, it's easy. It's a, I guess it's a cheap riding shortcut to go. None of that changed. These people are still poor. Right. Well, there's a whole diatribe he has where he says, and they're going to take, you know, not enough blah, 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 and satellite dishes. <laughs> but, and you get pissed and you go, well, yeah, there were probably a lot of satellite dishes <laughs> because they didn't have cable. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's one of the things that makes it really hard to to try to be accurate about the South and Kentucky and, and things like that is that it really is all over the place. I mean, I, I did have an aunt that, you know, um, yeah, I mean, she didn't want indoor plumbing for the longest time because I had never had it before. Why would I need it now? Well, so Todd, what are some of the ones you hate? Can you think off the top of your head? Cause I'm trying to get, I mean, I'm just looking at their list. I mean, nothing really jumps out at me as far as, um, that I hated. I mean, I certainly, I think TV portrayed Southerners in a way less, worse. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, you know, because every show, the concept was here's a dumb, I mean, Gomer Pyle was a dumb military kid. Yeah. It let, wasn't, let, let, go ahead, Todd. Sorry. No, no, no. That, that's the thing. I mean, I, I can't think off, I mean, like Southern Comfort popped, you know, I'm looking at that and going, okay, well, here's these guys taking on some Cajuns, but, you know, and that is Southern but there's nothing dumb about it. It's just, it's, you know, fish out of water. You, you. Yeah. That, that plot would have worked. It's aliens or anything else. You yeah. just take folks. Yeah. You take people who are in the military and drop them in a situation with hostiles. Yeah. Right. They're in their yeah. territory and they, yeah. they are seen as the invaders. And, you know, I remember when we saw this living in Kentucky, we saw Southern Comfort, like we rooted to some degree, we were rooting for the Cajuns because we were Southern to some degree, not totally, but it's like you're 
they we un, yeah, I don't know that rooted rooting is the right word, but we certainly could relate to you have stumbled into someone else's territory, you're in someone else's uh, backwoods, and you shouldn't be there. And it's kind of like what you were saying before. Well, they must have been into something. I, I just I heard it growing up, man. And, and as soon as I said it, I saw your face, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't tell you who said it, but I've heard it said many heard times. It said a lot of times. So Southern Comfort's a good example, but you may be right. It may be television that is damned us. I don't know. Yeah, and I can think of one premier example over anything that we have never talked about that we have talked about so far that pretty much solidified the stereotype of country hillbilly. What is it? Hee haw. Oh shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is the uh, yeah, every Chad, Saturday Chad, I've searched the world over and thought I found true love. She made <laughs> five four nine. <laughs> But you know, hee haw is a good example. And but there's people who loved hee haw who were from oh. the south. We oh were, god, I mean, my dad, my, my dad watched it every Saturday. Well, my parents, that was they, southerners making fun of themselves, which was okay. It's not New Yorker. If new, you know, if it had been a bunch of New Yorkers, that would be a problem. But you got Roy Clark, so I mean, yeah. you're okay. Looking at a grinning. Grandpa Jones was from Irvine, Kentucky, Niagara, Kentucky. I was about to yeah. say he is from Irvine, really? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, and if you look at the cast, every single person from that cast, with the exception of one who was from Chicago, every single one is from the South, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky. Who was from Chicago? Um, Jim Hager. I don't remember Jim Hager. I'd have to Google it. If I, it ain't Minnie Pearl, I, I, I don't remember care. the name. So I really lucked out. I never had to watch Hee Haw. Yeah, I, I don't have negative feelings about it. I mean, I don't – my. One of the reasons we watched it was we got three channels and uh, it was, it was yeah, much than, choice. Yeah, it was better than the corn report on the agricultural news yeah. channel. Um, I, I watch it. I'm like, why is this funny? I don't. I, it was literally just I could not find any humor in anything on that show whatsoever. I, I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I know. I, I well, I, I, I never found humor. I I think it was the music that my parents liked it for. I mean, Roy Clark, um, and, and so I think that's more or less it. And the storytelling, going back to that storytelling aspect, when they would do the storytelling kind of pieces that weren't necessarily pure comedy, my parents liked that. And so, but I, I think that's one of the things too, and it gets to, um, you know, the the idea of what, what television was available, at least as, as you were saying, at least Hee Haw was Southerners commenting on what it meant to be Southern. I never I mean, you had You didn't have a lot of choice. You had Hee Haw, you had Lawrence Welk. I mean... There wasn't a lot and, of place to go. And but I was I was in a cornfield. Bubbles. And and I would say no. I was in a cornfield way more than I was ever near a fabulous bubble yeah. machine. And, and let's not and, forget you know, Horace Welk was from North Dakota. <laughs> and there were, you know, the other show that pops out was Doctor Who, which I didn't like at either. Yeah. Back then. I didn't like the black and white Doctor Who's. I learned to appreciate them later, but my God, I didn't like them at all. Do you watch the current was, Doctor Who? Oh yeah. So that's something my wife loves that I've still never been able to appreciate as Doctor. Well, that is the Southern stupid part of you. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. Uh, Fuck you, yeah. but he got me. He got me. <laughs> he got me. The, oh my I, god. Here's the it, thing about Doctor Who, and I don't mean to get off on a tangent. I love the doctor. I love the idea of the doctor. Every time I watch an episode, I was like, Jesus, this is so calm fucking voluted. <laughs> I just get aggravated with it. I don't know. I just I, never speaks I to me absolutely love it yeah i mean i have watched it i have watched it from the eccles i can't ever say his name eccleston um that's a southern thing for, for me it's that i have a horrible i have horrible pronunciation, pronunciation. Uh, we, do too. we do too say we do too. yeah and that stands out like i will i will go in and talk to people and meet them and be saying their name wrong but i get away with it because i'm a fucking stupid southerner and um but uh from his because a lot of people would say skip that first it's not the first season it's the first season of the reboot they'll say mm -hmm. skip that but you can't do that because it's the introduction of rose it's the introduction of of um harkness i mean it's the introduction of all this stuff that you got to be a part of but i have been on a stage with at least four different of those companions that i think you would be slightly jealous about i will send pictures later and it's great that i've been the one because i have it's always like karen gillum 
I wanted to talk to her about a couple of her horror films more than I wanted to talk to her. And yeah. it was great. The agent was worried about it. I was like, oh, she's fine. She's fine. But, oh, yeah, she's a huge Kubrick fan. We had a conversation back and forth. We didn't even talk Wait, about which that. one. Which one was she? Because I don't know the name. Karen the Gillen. Um, which one? Oh, was she oh yeah, yeah, yeah. David Tennant. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was she was a uh, um, uh, redhead. Yeah, and now yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah, and, and yeah well, see, because I'm Southern, I've always said Jillian in my head. I think it's Jillian. not right. No, yeah, I, think I, I think I think not to call you a dumbass, but I think I got this <laughs> no, one up on works. you. I think I, I got this just, one up on you. Well, that's okay. That's Joe, how my head hurts. Joe can uh, Joe can vouch for this. I worked with somebody, and actually, I still stay in contact with somebody for years. We developed programs together. We did. I still cannot say her name correctly because I have to pronounce it the way it looks in my head, even though I know that's wrong. So that, that's guys, a common affliction. You guys being, so I'm older than you guys, but do you remember ITA? Do you remember that at all? It was a way to, it was, in, when I was in the, when I was kindergarten in the first grade, it was a way they taught us to spell. And it's like for the word look, instead of the O, the two O's, there would be this squiggly line. It almost looked like a W, but it had a loop in the middle of it. And that's what we used for the word look. So it was, it was L, the squiggly line, and a K. And there were different symbols for sounds. And I, that's the only one I actually remember, but there were several of them. And that's how we learned to spell. And then later we were supposed to replace this squiggly with the two, with the two O's. None of us from my year can spell. Absolutely none of us. The, the fact that we haven't sued, I don't, I don't know why we didn't come together and sue. I think you just have a better memory. I have no idea how they taught me to spell. I have no recollection of it. Oh, I definitely remember that. I, that's I've talked to several friends who remember it. Yeah, it, it's one Sesame, of those, Sesame Street and a baseball bat. I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah, you joke about that, but it's actually a conversation I've had uh, because of, uh, you know. And, and Your mustache? And, no, I work in education, so I try to do proper pronouns as, as people's, you know, preferred pronouns and proper pronouns and things like that and we were having a conversation about that and I said you know it, it one of the reasons it's taken me some time is I remember people who did pronouns wrong getting hit with a ruler like if you did they with a singular in my elementary school it, I didn't know you went to Catholic school I didn't feels good I didn't I just I went to uh, I went to a very uh, we didn't have a principal we had a head teacher because and this is true uh, women shouldn't be principals. I'm not that old, folks. But in the area no, that I was that in, that's, uh, that's that in the area that I was in, because it was a female, they used the term head teacher, and and huh. she still believed in capital punishment and all that stuff. And if you, uh, yeah, you didn't. Uh, she also, by the way, is where I learned some curse words. That I didn't learn how most of them I learned from my father. But every blue moon, she would get mad, and you could actually hear her from her office. And that was my elementary school experience. <laughs> Speaking of why we didn't get together and sue, actually, she was a phenomenal teacher, just short-tempered. Yeah. Oddly enough, you're talking about pronouncing things. I actually found out a year or two ago that I was tongue-tied, which is a funny thing because I talk a lot. And I don't even uh, know what that means. What, I, I know basically, what the term means. Basically, my tongue only goes out so far. It's the, I forgot what it's called underneath, should have been clipped when I was a baby and i it's overly connected right it's overly connected and i should have had that done and then i a friend of mine through christy uh i was having some work done oral surgeon my wife works in dentistry she was like you know you're gonna and i know this lady and she was like joe when did you did you not know you were tongue-tied and i'm 43 well i guess when it happened i was 41 42 years old and i said what are you talking about she goes you are no, did no one ever tell you? I go, no, no one ever mentioned it. Cut to three weeks later, talking to my mom. I go, did you know? And she goes, no. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> we just didn't care enough to. We I said, really? She be. goes, yeah, you had some problems attaching, but they never. And I said, why didn't you get it fixed? It's now it's too late, but it explains when I was in Spanish 101 and made a D in college, why I could never roll my R's. I can't do that either. Though, I can't do I'm it. Not tongue tied. I can't do it either, but it's because I don't give a shit. I, uh, this are is you actually, sure it's because you don't give a shit, or I'm are you pretty sure. sure that I think there's a generation of us 
who I just mean, did not get product proper medical care in Kentucky. Well, Rural so, Kentucky. Roll it back. When I was in high school, I didn't care. Now, when I think of the languages that I would like to learn, Spanish is one of the languages that I wish I had learned or paid more attention to in the two years that I took the class. I had but, German in high school. It was all the damnedest things to have in Eastern Kentucky. We had a German oh, teacher. Uh, yeah, French, and, in French and Spanish, and I never learned either one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I technically had, like you said, two years of Spanish and every blue moon it comes up but i also think the person who was teaching me spanish we asked him once how to say blades is in blades of grass and he goes i don't know but i know axes just write down axes i'll know what you mean and i'm like i my my, my confidence in my learning spanish dropped just immediately same thing with my with my german teacher she could not tell you how to ask to go because you're supposed to speak in german in class she did not 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 know how to say correctly how to ask to go to the bathroom in German. We had to say, um, die Ecke bitte, around the corner, please. Now that shit has stuck with me for 30 years. Which, but what that means is if you ever are in a German place where they only speak German and need to use the bathroom, you're completely hosed now. I'm completely hosed. I guess I just go, um, die Ecke bitte, and start <laughs> grabbing my junk. <laughs> Which is actually your normal go-to anyway. It's so what I do in the office, going, Honey, around the corner, please. Yeah, around the works. corner. And I'm grabbing my penis. Anyway, somehow we've got off topic about our well, yeah. well, actually, going back to the, I think the, the best way to sum up how people have failed and outside forces, <laughs> outside forces have how failed humanity Kentucky. has failed, James. Yes, how outside forces failed Kentucky is best summed up by the Learning Channel. Okay. Do you know the history of the Learning Channel? Why don't you go ahead and tell us? I feel like well, I'm about to learn the history. What do you think, Todd? Do you think we're about to learn the history of the Learning Channel? The Learning it, Channel it involves NASA. The, do I yes, know what the Learning Channel absolutely, is? Absolutely, Chad. It does okay, involve good. NASA. You're absolutely right. 1972 to 1980, the Learning Channel was originally started as the Appalachian Educational Satellite Project to beam in high-quality shows from NASA, from all these elite places, to better allow access to people that were in very rural areas. And they were going to set up satellites and they were going to do all that stuff. And that lasted until 72 to 80. It was the Appalachian Educational Satellite Project. Well, about 1980, they go, you know, we could probably turn this into something that would actually be profitable. And then that's when it became the Learning Channel. But it was still highly, they had authors on, they did all that stuff. And I'm going to cut ahead to the chase. Now it's the home of whatever spinoff to Honey Boo Boo is still on. I don't know. But to, to go from something that was meant to bring in authors and science and NASA and all of that stuff to uh, whatever show Mama's, Mama June has now. What was the year of the launch? Because I don't remember the Learning Channel. 1972. And it wasn't originally called the Learning Channel. It was actually called the, uh, the big long title Appalachian Educational Satellite Project, AESP. Is what I originally broadcast. They didn't was actually it, get was it, it PBS? Um, or K, what would we call it? KET is what it's called. KET. Yeah. Kentucky is Educational it Television. It evidently was, you had to have a satellite to get it. And the thing was that because so many rural people, as Joe said, did have satellites that it would have, but obviously my family still had an old antenna and we got nothing and we locked it. <laughs> We was living high on the hog. We actually had a satellite. So oh, I know it was the size of a you know, small house, but we had one. We had one the size of a small house. And actually, I, I'm not being sarcastic. Thank God, because it really gave me somewhat of an education. And I, once again, I'm not being sarcastic. I was able to watch movies and shows that I never would have been without that, that actually gave me unfortunately or fortunately i prefer to see it as fortunately a glimpse into a bigger world that i didn't have access to well there's certainly a lot of porn <laughs> well there you go too <laughs> well i was trying to look at the positive parts of it well there but I movies mean, that i that watched positive? well there is probably but i was probably too young to be watching it oh i did watch porn though yeah you're, you're you got a good damn point but <laughs> it's one of those Let's with the satellite with the satellite if i remember correctly you bought the satellite and then you didn't pay for anything else that was just sort of it you once you had the satellite, satellite and you you could watch all these different things and so you know i would come in 
I think I was either in high school or I was in college, but I'm, you know, it's late night, everybody's in bed and I'm flipping through. And then I'm like, and there's like people doing really dirty stuff. And I'm like, that's the see you and i are separated by between about eight years and you saw it probably at more of an appropriate age i did see it in that yeah it was yeah i yeah, saw it was a big problem for it was a big problem for joe because he tried to nurse on the screen <laughs> well i mean who hasn't tried that <laughs> but in fair back it redefined the term boob tube he wasn't even that smart he just started sucking on the knob <laughs> Don't get descriptive about which knob we're talking about. So it really helped me give me at least a film education that I wouldn't have gotten any other way. And I actually see it as a positive. And my parents divorcing and then being making me a latchkey child really young, that was also probably not good, but a positive thing for the person I turned out to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I mean, obviously your parents weren't happy, right? I mean... So if I don't they know if they're happy now. But if they would have stayed together, would it have been any better? No, it probably would have been. Well, I mean, no, just, I, I don't begrudge either one of them for it. No, absolutely not. I, you know, no. And that wasn't the point of, but it was, I, now as a father, because the other three of you fuckers are fathers too, you probably. I haven't seen the blood work. Let, <laughs> you probably wouldn't, according to the court order, you probably wouldn't let your child do certain things that you did as a kid or at least have some of the same access right no but you know i i think that's the other thing though is the access is so different now right i mean go ahead my son plays video games with people all around the world and and literally it's one of those things where i'm like you know occasionally i'll have to be like you know what is that person saying are they i mean language pops up sometimes and Quite frankly, though, in the back of my mind, even though I'm like, they need to watch their language, I'm like, he hears this at school. I mean, because I, I know, I know that because every every negative thing I ever heard, I heard on the school bus going to kindergarten. Oh my god, I was saying fucking shit when I was in when I was six years old. So, you yeah, say fucking I mean, it's, shit. It's, yeah, that too. It's never been like I I have sat down several times and had the conversation with Izzy, uh, and that conversation is what society will allow you to do without being judged. And I said, so if you want to say the word fuck, these are all the many things that it means. It means this, 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 and this. It's one of the most diverse words in the English language. It can be used for basically anything, mm-hmm. but you can't use it in public because you will be judged for that. But right. you can use it in your writing, you can use it in your thoughts, you can use it when you are with your friends. I don't care. It's just a word. I, I'm, I'm not gonna condemn you for using a word or any word. But, uh, but, you know, society does judge us. So for that, I've never had a problem. Now, when it comes to when I was a kid, I don't know, you know, 12, 13 years old, I would get up, the sun would come up, you'd get up, have some breakfast, get on your bike, and you'd leave. And we would come home 9, 10 o'clock at night. And mom and dad had no idea where I was because it just, we didn't have cell phones. It's just you left and you were gone. And I'm not saying that pedophilia and all the horrible things that happen today didn't happen back then, but I mean, I never ran into it. And none of my friends that I know of ran into it. It's just, we lived in a more open world. I would not let Izzy leave the house at 12 years old on her bike and her not come home until nine. It's just not something that will ever in my mind be allowed. So we've talked about this before. I I wonder is it that there's that much more or is it the media and we're just that much more aware of it? I go back and forth. I think it's both. Yeah. I think we're more aware of it. And I think it's, it's, I think it's, I think there's more. Do you think there's more of it? Yeah, I do. I know that there's clearly more mass killings. I know there's clearly more. more, Yeah. Yeah. There's more. It's not, I don't know that there's necessarily more racism now than in the fifties. I mean, but it certainly, it feels like it's more acceptable. It's more now, acceptable like because it, it, has, it has it has a better com- communication with other people across the yeah. country. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's yeah. oh, you got racist assholes in California. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah know, it used to be. Uh, Chris Rock has that joke, right? That it used to be that you had that one weird uncle, but everybody knew that was your weird uncle, but he was by himself. And you just never went to Uncle Blah Blah Blah's house by yourself. Yeah. 
But now the problem is Uncle Blah Blah has access to the internet and he's going to hook up with 15,000 other individuals and they're going to trade secrets. They're going to trade ways to do... I, I, I think it's one of the things that I do think about and and I don't, I don't want to say political correctness because I don't think that's what it is. But the, the new story that came out on NBC yesterday, day before yesterday, coming out of, I want to say, Texas, where they said, if you have a book on a certain topic, the Holocaust, for instance, yeah, you have you to need, do the, the you need to have a counterpoint. And I'm like, what's the, I mean, if I'm teaching Anne Frank, do I have to have mine comp? Because I have an issue with that. That's a very yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't translate into English well. But I, but I still think that that, and I think that is the minority of thinking, and and that's the part yeah. I think that bothers me the most. Is I think most currently, I think most Republicans do not want another four years of what we had the last four years. I, I think they do, the majority does not want that. But there is a vocal minority that's controlling the airwaves. It's getting all of the media attention, and I don't think that's the, and I think that's dangerous. And um, because it, it, it leads everyone to think that that is a norm and it's not a norm. I mean, I go back, I was just thinking about this the other day. The year before I was born, Sidney Portier had three movies that came out. And you have to help me remember these all. Uh, it was uh, uh, Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, not the Defiant one, because that was a lot earlier than that. It was uh, Heat of the Night. And To Serve with Love? To Serve with Love, yes. So those are three very uh like they're there they are those are all movies one's about a a uh interracial relationship mm -hmm. uh to sir with love is about a uh, a black teacher mm -hmm. and in the heat of a heat of the night is i think a chicago detective who comes down to the rural south to yeah. solve a murder mystery yeah those 1967 it's almost like how did that even happen the year before i was born i mean and you look at today, you look at the media today, you look at the, the what's happening in the world today with racism, that sort of thing. It's like, have we, have we made any steps forward? The, we have, of, but it feels like we haven't sometimes. Well, as I was saying, the amount of people that are, are furious, uh, and I love the scientific way they try to justify their, their stance on it, but like the, the, the Superman thing, uh, Superman, it's technically Superman's son, is is bisexual roy kent yes and, yeah. and it's oh he's he's going to be bisexual and the amount of people that immediately went possible and i think i give credit Patton oswald had the best response yeah the guy that's allergic to green rocks and that if he gets exposed to purple kryptonite does this and this him being bisexual that's too far <laughs> that's unbelievable him flying yeah. around the world's perfectly fine <laughs> and it's it's it blows my mind because I, I think that's probably one of the best things my father ever said when I was growing up was when he, he never really had the talk with me, but he did say, listen, uh, if you are gay, your life's going to be harder. I don't want it to be harder. That's the world that we live in. He said, and I don't necessarily understand it, but that was him. That was my father doing the best he could to say it is, you know, that's it. You are who you are. That being said, I, I parallel that with what I heard from pretty much everybody else around me. And that was, of course, you know, fire brimstone and all that stuff. So it's, it's really interesting, like you said, that we have advanced, but what, what gets airtime has not advanced. So I don't, I think we're just less vocal about it. We just do it. It's like the John Gruden. We were talking about John Gruden last night because we did another interview before this one tonight. And after we were done, we we're talking about all the fallout if you're an NFL fan with the emails. And you, the racists now just say something in public and then get with their friends and talk the way they want to. Whereas uh, there's a good friend of mine and, and James used to work with her as well. She would say, she's a friend of ours. She was African-American and she would say her grandmother put it best. She's like, I preferred the older ones. I at least knew who they were. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, my, my aunt, she does not see herself as racist, but she will say things like, well, you know, they do, you know, they do have, you know, they do have more crime. I was like, who, 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 who is they? 
and you know, and talking, I think I told you guys talking to my dad, he was like, well, you know, you could, he was talking about Indian food and, and this couple that runs an Indian restaurant. He was like, well, you can, you can smell them coming around the corner. But can you? Yeah, you can smell all Oy. of them. Okay. Yeah. Right, it's, it's wow. uh, it, and it's, it's one of the things that I really struggle with because my, my, my grandmother was, uh, well, I don't know if anybody in my family listens to this, but she was not a good person. Right? She was terrible. Um, because that was, and speaking of the stereotype of Kentucky, I always use the example that my grandmother created some of those stereotypes. Because when I went to college, I was getting above my race. Yeah, you didn't need to go. And when I when she found out that I was marrying somebody, um, because I wasn't married at 16, she was worried about me uh, because that was her threshold. Uh, but then when I finally got married and, and I took my wife to meet her, she immediately said terrible things to my then fiance. Uh, but the best part about it was, was she goes, now, what do you do? She goes, oh, I'm in law school. Everybody else, my mother, you know, is happy. She goes, you took a man's spot to do man's work. And I'm like, ah, oh, just, just, I, I literally looked at him like, if you want to leave me now, that's fine. Let's not have the wedding. I completely understand after this debacle. And she goes, no, that's fine. I was like, she goes, do we have to see her often? I'm like, no, I don't like seeing her. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that grandmother. Like I had the, the, I borrowed this line from Jim Varney, speaking of people from Kentucky. He has the line as earnest where he goes, I had two, uh, where he's dressed as the older woman. I had two good sons, or I had two sons and the good one died. That's the joke I always make about my grandmother. The grandmother that baked cookies, that always loved all her grandchildren, died right after I was born. The one that said terrible things to every human being lived till I was in my 30s. Hey, Boneheads, this is Joe Lewis. Just letting you know that ends part one of us talking about stereotypes and, you know, how we all sound dumb if we're Southern and we've been indoctrinated with this bullshit. Part two with Todd next week is going to be about morality in cinema, morality in our pop culture. It's a really great topic. Can't wait for you to tune back in. Come see us next week. Thank you. Grrrr. <sniffs>